On Shabbos we read, The Torah promises, if Yidnum will uphold the Torah and go in the ways of Hashem, the Pasuk enumerates a litany of brachas that will be bestowed upon them. Your fields will produce great crop and luscious fruits, wealth and prosperity. There will be peace in the land and on and on. Life will be wonderful. Rashi explains, how can we merit to attain all of these blessings? If we toil in Torah, then we will merit all of these brachas. But the question is, that is not an appropriate reward for one that's immersed in Torah. A ben Torah wants spiritual rewards, like achieving great understanding in the esoteric parts of Torah. Kedusha, divine spirit, not a great harvest. Material possessions are not valuable to them. So how do we understand the reward for one that's Amal Batayra? There's a very profound idea from the Sons of He says, is decreed on Rosh Hashanah, down to the second, how much joy, how much nachas, how much peace and tranquility a person will enjoy during that upcoming year. And on the other hand, how much a person will have to struggle and how much toil and effort they will need to expend during that upcoming year. As I'll say, Adam le'um al yulad. A person was created to toil and to work hard on this world. So every person has a choice to make. They can either wake up an hour earlier and go to a shir and toil over a piece of Gemara, understanding a toisvis, a do mitzvahs, a do chesed with another yid, or they'll have to wake up early because they have to take their child to the doctor, or they can't sleep because they have a toothache, or perhaps because they're struggling to earn a livelihood and they have to wake up early to work extra hours to make ends meet. Adam lo omal yolat. A person was created to struggle. We can't get around it. However, Asher Misha Malay Batoira. Fortunate is the one that uses their struggle, their amelus, that was decreed for them on Rosh Hashanah to study Torah. And this is what Rashi is telling us. This is the bracha for someone who is Amal Batoira. If someone uses their struggle, their amelus in Torah, it will prevent them from having to struggle in other areas of life. You will have Panasa Brachava. And it will free you up to focus on what's important to you, learning Torah and doing mitzvahs. And this concept applies to every aspect of a person's life. It's decreed how much hardship, how much agvus nefesh a person will have to suffer. So how can we mitigate some of that suffering? So sometimes we hear where someone in the community is going through a difficult period in their life. Or you read the news and you see where Yidna on the other end of the world are suffering. There was a terror attack. They had to wake up their children in the middle of the night and run into bomb shelters. They're going through poverty or illness. So you can either emit a sigh and say, Oy nebuch, and turn the page, or keep on scrolling to the next story. Or you can do something about it. You can organize a Tillam group or inquire how you can help them. So if it truly pains you that a fellow Yid is suffering and you really take it to heart, you can't sleep at night because of what your friend is going through. So Hashem will say, Okay, you suffered enough already. So the suffering that was decreed on Rosh Hashanah for you, that debt was already paid. And you will not have to endure the pain that was decreed for yourself. The Gemara says, I'm a spal ba'at chavera. Your friend is suffering and you have them in mind. You also need help because it was decreed for you that you also have to go through the same hardship, says the Gemara. You will be answered first. How will you be answered first? 
because that hardship will never befall you. Because you suffered enough just by being in pain because of your friend's suffering. So we never know how much suffering we can avoid by feeling someone else's pain. The person that embodied the need of empathizing with another person's pain was the revered and renowned rabbits in Yangreis. I'd like to share with you a heartwarming story that I just heard from the Balha Masa herself. Mrs. Nichtberg, who was born shortly after the war, lives in London. She's an only child. Her mother was almost 40 when she was born. Unfortunately, she never had the schus to know her mother. Tragically, she died in childbirth. Her father remarried and she grew up with a stepmother. Fast forward 65 years. Rebetzin Jungreis was in London to promote one of her books. And Mrs. Nichtberg bought a copy and went online to get it signed by the Rebetzin. The Rebetzin signed her book and then wanted to give her a bracha. And she asked her, what is your name? And she said, Chana. The Rebetzin asked, Bas? And she replied, Chana. Chana, Bas Chana. Why is that, the Rebetzin asked? Because my mother died when she gave birth to me. She said, at that point, the Rebetzin took both of my hands and placed them between her hands. And she closed her eyes and slowly, with tears in her eyes, whispered into my ear, And I burst into tears. For the first time in my life, I felt Nechama over never knowing my mother. For the first time in 65 years, I felt some measure of comfort over not experiencing the love and the warmth that only a biological mother can provide. No one ever took the time to be Menachemi for growing up with this huge void I felt in my heart. And this story symbolizes the idea of Noise Ba'il Im Chavera. The Rebetzin truly felt her grief that was dormant for so many decades. She acknowledged her pain. And that's why she felt so comforted. And now we know. Have a wonderful day.